I am Jupiter, and I am the Marshal. I am Oz, and I am playing Gus Gristle Lodge. It's Bamps, and I'm playing Sal Roxhall. This is Cotton, and I am playing Seamus McKinnon. And this is uh, Super Cookie, and I'm your friendly neighborhood pepper. The scene opens up with a sepia tone over top of everything, and a loud crying of voices from a lot of people. And these people are are common townsfolk. They are following in a wave from one end of the town to the center where there is a big church. Uh, dragged at the front of them is an older man with cowboy cowboy leathers, riding leathers. He is being manhandled by the crowd. He has uh, a small child that is being drunk along next to him, whose hand is being held by the priest himself, and being passed around the people in the immediate vicinity is a violin case or a fiddle case. And this group of people ends at what is only easily seen as a pyre, and it is built up in front of the church, and the man that was struggling is pulled along and roughly handled by all of the people here. Uh, the small boy is held by the priest, put in front of him with the priest's hands on his shoulders, and forced to watch as the man is taken, strapped up to the spire, and it is lit. And as it begins to burn and the man begins to, to scream in pain, uh, the violin case is thrown onto the pyre. And as it sits there and it burns, and the man burns, the wood finish on the outside of the of the case burns away. The instrument itself is inside. The strings snap and pop. And then almost the skin or the shell of the violin then also burns away to reveal a metallic golden finish that slowly begins to tarnish into the flames. And the people around rejoice at this. And the, the priest is saying godly words. And the young boy is crying. And these are the memories that Sal is plagued with as he leaves from the area where the uh, the bushwhackers, this gr small group of harrowed the undead, had attacked the city. City is generous. Attacked this little town. And the, the, this fearsome foursome of questionable allies had fended them off. And in the process, Sal did not perform well. He was given uh, a bottle of liquor by Gus, by Gristle, to, as he found out later, be lit on fire, which then lit a bunch of horses on fire, and they ran by him, which is the cause of these memories coming back to him. Pepper took many shots, uh, had a, a hell of a time with the one guy, and just could not really put him down until eventually her bullets found true. And Seamus, well, there was a big explosion and uh, some sort of spark craft ghost raid equipment was used. And eventually this, this foursome found themselves victorious. Uh, Sal coming out the, the worst of all as he is walking off down the street on his lonesome after performing a public display of magic out of fear as 
the the one bushwhacker kind of tried to come down on him. But now he's trying to find some space, process what he has been through. It's wonderful. So um, I will have you guys start uh, the next day. You guys are riding the trail headed to. Does anybody remember? Uh, I feel like it was written down on the previous page. Atchison, Kansas. Mm -hmm. See, somebody takes notes. I scrolled up and it was there. This giant (laughs) UI design thing that's been popping up on Roll20 that we don't care about. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, So you guys are on the, the road, on the trail, headed to Atchison. It's been a few hours. Uh, I assume everybody's probably been a little quiet given what happened, but I'm sure one of you eventually will spark up conversation. One of you, the storyteller says, <laughs> looking across the table at... Yep, you're on horses, or you're on your wagon. I'm, I'm on a wagon. You're on uh, a table? Chris, I mean... Yes and no. It's not a table. It's a breadboard. And the breadboard is spread across Gristle's lap as they amble across the plains towards Atchison, Kansas. And on this breadboard is what looks to be a roast chicken. It has been plucked. There's there's no neck. There's no head, which is good. Uh, there are giblets inside that he's, you know, he's pulling out and popping in his mouth and in the breast, all the way down to embedding itself in the breadboard is Gus's Bowie knife, keeping it anchored there as he picks at it, uh, not silently, but at least he's not talking, but the sound of him smacking his lips and chewing and and you know, licking his fingers is definitely audible enough for people riding near the cart to hear. And as I recall, Sal likes to ride in the cart because he has no horse, so he can definitely hear it. Yeah. Not that he's enjoying it, but he can hear it. Right. Uh, On top of that, um, Gristle's starting to smell... And it's not the usual smell. It, and it's not the, the whiskey-soaked, um, almost formaldehyde-ish smell also mixed with tobacco. The cigar smoke smell is definitely there. But now there's that underlying rot, that stink of death, the, 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 uh, the decay that the Herod experienced when they do not pickle themselves with whiskey. And in the wagon, there's only one bottle of whiskey left. I think after a minute or two, when he's enjoying his uh, his daily meat intake, because all harrowed are on a keto diet, uh, he'll look towards the the horizon and he'll say, "Oh, we're we're making good time. I think we'll be in Atchison. and." Um, Oh, I don't know, maybe around sundown, if we can keep this pace, if nothing else happens. And I guess if we want to go a little faster, we can. It's not too much further. Hopefully the train hadn't come by yet. I didn't see no train tables. Usually they have the train tables. But I didn't see them. Not this time. They'll have them in Atchison, though. He'll go back to snacking. He's not expecting anybody to respond. 
Pepper definitely doesn't respond. She's uh, riding her horse, and when she hears, we can go a, a bit faster. She kind of sits a little bit higher in her saddle, which makes her horse, you know, just step just a little bit quicker without moving into, you know, a different a, into a different gate. She just wants to get there and get this whole whole situation behind her, and she had to go upwind. That's why she's in the front of the cart because all the death the zombies and it's just lingering on gristle you know it's kind of funny when they say like doesn't kill like they're lying although them five ain't too much like me they didn't have the passenger they was just raised up by the necromancer queen lady well she's not a queen yet she wants to be she's more like a, a kind of an upstart contessa I think that's the word, Contessa. She probably barefoot. I don't know. I think Contessas are barefoot. Seamus will kick the sides, or use his short legs to kick the sides of his mule to get a little giddy up in her step and pull alongside the side of the carriage. And yelling at nobody in particular, Are we almost damn there yet? When he turns over, anyone that he can see, the left side of his face is all just scratched. And uh, just, just like like small narrow lacerations that have all started to heal in little like dots and specks and streaks where the uh, the blood is under the skin. One of the explosions that popped off sent a ball of splinters at him and caught him on that one side. Crystal will laugh. It's like, do you cut yourself shaving? Is that what happened? I don't got to worry about that no more. But I can understand it if it happened that way. With a full and now even scragglier than they first met uh, beard. Yeah, yeah, shaven. I got a leather strap in the back if you want to you wanna, uh, sharpen that razor. I also like if you got like a glass jar. And this is kind of expensive, but you got a glass jar. You can, you can sharpen a razor inside the, the glass jar. Uh, but as, as to your question... Uh, we'll be there by nightfall, maybe a little bit sooner if we get a little more giddy up. Now, if you want to hop on the cart and let let Yon Burrow there do do his own thing without a rider, we might go a bit faster. It'll get a little bumpy in here, but it'll be a bit faster. He'll think about it for a second. All right, fine. Let me swap on. As the car comes to a stop, he'll hitch up... Uh, Hitch up the mule to the back of the wagon. <sighs> Using his arms, he has to kind of like pull himself up like a kid trying to get out of a swimming pool. And just <clears throat> plop over and kind of flop in. <sighs> yeah, smells like some dad in here. Not quite putting it together for a minute. Before his Not eyes, yet. Uh, <sighs> uh, <sighs> Got to open some of these flaps up. Let's just, you see, we're almost there. We are almost there. And he'll uh, smack the reins, get the uh, the cart moving again. And uh, he'll turn back and call it. Now, in, um, in the spice box, you're going to find some green leaves. And if you use them leaves and a little bit of paste, it's going to smell uh, minty because it's mint. And you add a little bit of water and you get those crushed. You rub that under your nose, right on your upper lip there. It's going to smell minty fresh for about an hour or two. That might help. 
Seamus, almost without looking away from him, reaches over to the spice box and uh, proceeds to make up this concoction. And as he morals and pills, he's sort of like, he's grumbling to himself, just generally irritated at everything. And he spreads it up under his, his nose and gets all inside of his whiskers and they're make matted up with this light green, green paste. paste. Yeah. Yeah. Toothpaste. Yeah. Well, sounds like dead fucking plants. So it does. So it does. I I'd apologize, but um it's either I drink a bunch of whiskey and then the dead Indian man gets mad at me, or I don't drink their whiskey and you all get mad at me, but I only got the one bottle left. So if I drink that, that's it. It's it's only a matter of time. I I'll leave it up to the all of you. <sighs> Sal scoots over when James gets up. He has a handkerchief that is up around his nose, doing whatever little bit it can to alleviate some of the the stank. Um, he has, in his silence and over the time of travel, used his knife to dig uh, into the floorboards of the carriage, just scraping things into it. Uh, when you mentioned only having the one bottle of whiskey left, he quietly just says, just save that till we get to town. Can't have it making things more complicated. I, I suppose you're right in that. I can try and buy another bottle when we're there. I might have a dollar or something somewhere. We, we can find out. I realize, you know, I probably should have accepted a bottle or six from them townsfolk, but well, we did kind of leave as soon as I woke up. So it kind of makes a bit of sense. Um, they didn't say anything more after I nodded off in that chair, did they? Sal looks around because he didn't really talk to anybody. Cotton does not remember if anything extra was said, so uh no. But if you wish to make something up, you can. They didn't say nothing that you can't imagine. Oh, well, I can't imagine a lot, so that does make sense. Right. It's a shame about the Bushwhacker boys, but I have to admit it is kind of interesting that they went the complete opposite direction and managed to turn around and catch us up in no time at all. You know, now I'm kind of wondering if them benders split up and some of them did go the Wichita way and then bushwhack them bushwhackers and turn back east to get to Atchison to meet up because they knew they was going to be followed and they decided to cause some trouble, but nobody was expecting us to go the way that we did. So I think we're following this, this barefoot Contessa and the parents went the other direction. Pepper just hollers back. You know, Contessa's got lots of money. They wear silk shoes. Silk shoes? Why would you wear a silk shoe? You're supposed to wear a silk shirt. Or maybe a cravat. Wait, why would you wear a silk shoe? How about why would you get us all the way to Ashton and then figure out that we ain't supposed to be there? Is that what you were saying? No, 
I'm saying half of them are going to, well, all of them are going to Atchison, but first, half of them went the way of Wichita to draw off pursuit, and the other half went this direction that we followed. So they're all going to come back one way or the other. They wear silk shoes because they don't have to work. That's why. Well, as someone who aspires to wear silk shoes for that very goddamn reason, are we planning on finding all these son of a bitches in the Atchison? Because I'm being pretty goddamn tired of being out here. Well, yeah, that's what I would think. Because once you get on a train, that's that's it. It only goes uh, one, maybe two directions. So if everybody meets up in Atchison after they threw off the pursuit and dealing with all the chaos and, and undead raising that these folks did, it's pretty clear that's what happened, in my opinion. But, you know, I think, I think we're going to see them all there. We're going to see them all there in Atchison doing their thing because word ain't got there yet on account of all them other pursuers being dead and turned into undead minions, which we then killed. Anybody wears silk shoes got to be like soft, super soft. Well, this this lady is getting married, according to that wicked passenger what rides in my head. So maybe she does wear this or maybe she's wearing corn husk shoes. And she's going to get the silk shoes after she gets married. Except she's not going to get married because we're going to shoot her in the face. That's the first thing you said worth some sense. Aye. I in think the past 50 miles. mistaken. Super mistaken. What? She can't be that soft. She's raising on dead. She ain't soft. She ain't no Contessa. Oh, maybe a Marquess? No, nah, I was making up words. I was under the impression that I mean, ro- royalty has to marry royalty. Now, she's marrying the king of darkness. she got to have some kind of title. And it ain't queen, because that means she already married him. And we know that hasn't happened yet, because hell has not been released on Earth. Just some undead folks. Not unlike myself, but unlike myself. So clearly, she has some sort of social title. I said Contessa, you said Princess. No. Princess. Hmm. So then what kind of dowry would her family deliver in order to to give give her hand in marriage? The earth. Well, they don't own the earth. Uh Sal just looks up blood. Just looks up over you with an eyeball like What? It's true. They don't have to own it, they just have to give them a, a foothold. Oh, I never thought about it that way. But they're definitely, definitely wearing shoes. Well, I suppose maybe, maybe that she'll upgrade to the silk shoes, or maybe like some sort of slipper made out of some some fancy material, like in them them bookstores that people tell me about. People tell me a lot of stories about books when I'm driving them across the plains on the Midnight Express, but they really don't. I, I don't see how all them words fit into that little thing. Now, on the other hand, Sal's little storybook stopped a bullet. What would have killed him? So it makes sense that sometimes the, what do they say? The pen is mightier than the sword. I don't see how that is, is possible, but it did happen in this case. Sal rubs at his chest where there's still a bruise that is, you know, it's healing, but it's still hurt like a mother. 
Uh, the pen is mightier than the sword, huh? Well, how about artillery? Is it, is it mightier than that? Oh, I don't think so. That that artillery that, that you were shooting out of that, that uh, cannon of yours last night was certainly something. It's, it lit a lot of stuff on fire, which was uh, quite acceptable, I think, to us. Maybe not to the townsfolk on account they got to replace a window, but they can deal with it on account they couldn't deal with five undead men who were, I have to say, very kind about the debate but bad shots. <laughs> yep, this thing right here, this is my little ace in the hole. Never know when you might need a little extra card to play. Uh, oh, so you that that's you use that in the card game? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah, as as a bit of a metaphor. Oh, all right. I see. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about this thing. It doesn't look like it would blow up all that it blew up in in that crossroad in town. Yeah, that's kind of the point of it, to be quite real honest with you. <sighs> How's it work? Well, I can explain it to you. But why would I? And that's if anybody in here would even understand it. It's been a couple of years with the artillery, and how it works, and Ghost Rock. Kind of start to wonder if you could make it work a little differently. So that's about what I did. So then let me ask you a question here. Do you think from here on this hill, we could hit the town of Atchison? You can see in the distance way down there where I'm pointing. You see it? You can see the steeple of the church, which is a great sniping position from what I have been told. I was not in the war. When you say the steeple of the church, uh, Sal fuds his knife into the uh, into the floorboards with some authority and then starts to get ready. It's far away, but he starts to get himself together for disembarking and getting to whatever dirty business they have to get up to. Chris is going to look back and what are you, what are you doing with that knife in, in the, the floorboards there, boy? Passing the time. All right. You winning? Are you winning, son? Uh, you know what we'll find out when we find this Count Tessa or whatever her name is Count Tessa well no Pepper says she ain't a Countessa might be a princess Princess Bender Baroness Bender what if she was a Baroness Bender because that's what them them book folk call alliterative I that could work I do like that one well, like I said, we ought to get there about sundown. The hills look clear, uh, unless there's some pitfalls or some uh, some undead folk uh, in in the fields uh, of the long grasses. We ought to be fine, but we probably should keep an eye out. Mm, make notice rolls. Oh no. <laughs> four four twenty. That is, uh, yes, on a D8 plus 2, Gus rolls an 8, an 8, and a 2, plus 2 for 20. Well, what do your corpsey I see, I guess? What do your corpsey I see? <laughs> it's not an elf. <laughs> it's a dead eye. Ah! Yeah. There we go. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, so as you all scan, since, you know, Gus mentions that people could be hiding, uh, you'll see that it, it all looks, uh, pretty quiet and peaceful. Nothing's really moving around. Wind's gently blowing the tall grass. Gus, you, uh, as you look, you can actually see uh, some of the town coming into uh, better focus. You see where the train station is. Uh, you see people, you know, bustling around uh, the city. It looks very pic picturesque. Nothing looks amiss. It's, it's a very big juxtaposition to what you just left. Uh, so Gus is, is going to, um, credit his, his, uh, dead eye vision. Thank you. Uh, to his, his newfound sobriety. Also, thank you. And, uh, he'll say, well, it doesn't look like anything's waiting for us out here. It looks like nothing's amiss. And that's just, and they're just kind of bustling about their day. I see the train station. Uh, I don't. I don't see nor hear no uh, no steam whistle going, no ghost rock screaming. So I think we got some time. Uh, no screaming or hollering, and and nothing calling for uh, death and destruction yet. You know, hmm. it might be on account of they aren't all there yet, because the Baroness's foot people. On account of her not wearing shoes, because they ain't made a silk yet, got to get there in order to hold her feet, get on the train. Or maybe they're not going on the train at all. And maybe that engine fella ain't here neither, because I don't see nobody hanging from the gallows, and that's typically what they do by the time we get into town. Yeah, Seamus flips up one of those vertical sights like a buffalo rifle and like slides up a little notch. <laughs> so what you say, you think you can hit it from here? They wouldn't know. They ain't expecting it. You could get the drop on them. Well, <sighs> you do have to give up a little bit of range in order for portability. But put it this way, the effective range of this thing, I can blow the balls off a of bat reload and hit it one more time. Why would you have to if you blew its balls off? It ain't got nothing to live for after that. Just send a fucking message. Any other goddamn questions? Yeah, who's getting the message? It's dead after the first one. Now, my good man, you seem kind of angry about things. Not just the fact that we're on the trail here and yeah, might be smelling a little right by now and you know, we're on the on the hunt for people what raising the dead and apparently gonna unleash hell on earth and marry the prince of darkness and this and that. But it seems to be some other kind of feather stuck in your crawl right now. What's going on with you this morning? Seamus will just rotate like his whole body to look at him incredulously. Well, other than the lengthy list of things that I had not planned on spending my week doing, what with undead and uh, of uh, hordes of zombies and angry ass in great town people and uh -huh. a party member who smells like rot. Uh, who's that? Well, 
I'm just, well, none of us are particularly ripe right now. Or they are ripe. But you know what I don't have? My goddamn money. I should have had it by now. I came out here to get rich. That's why I'm here. And now I'm in the middle of goddamn Kansas. I don't think anyone's been rich in Kansas. I think people who go to Kansas, if they do get rich, they leave. So these people better be in Atchison. Does that mean you're going to rob the bank in Atchison if they aren't there? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I mean, if you if you came here looking for money and the bounty ain't here, well, there's always money in the bank. Unless there's a good fruit stand. Fruit stands are popular with people because it's fruit. You get a nice apple stand, there's always a couple dollars in the apple stand. Uh, so that, that's your backup plan? Things uh, go south? We start robbing banks? No, that's up to you. If we don't find them and we decide to part ways, I'm going to slap the reins on these two and take another fare and head maybe east, maybe north. Head up into the cold and maybe stink a bit less. But I'll tell you what, I still got someone who can tell me where they're going if they ain't there. And mentally, he's going to kick his Manitou, wake him up, be like, they're there, aren't they? Atchison, waiting. Seamus just stares at him hard for a second, (laughs) narrows his eyes and says, you know that... Guy, you got in, you got inside of you somewhere. He tells you thing, doesn't he? Well, not willingly. Hmm. You ever tell you anything about me? Hold on a second. And in his mindscape, he's gonna say, "What the hell, not? What you know about this boy you see in my eyes right now?" Ah, the sounds of privy information. <laughs> Furious type of... Well, as to the first thing, pretty sure they's in Atchison. And uh, he says you're nothing but worm food. Now, he's very centered, if I may, on the fact of everybody dying. And he says we're all going to die in Atchison. Well, no, he says I will die in Atchison. And if it happens, that's going to be kind of terrible. It takes a lot, I'll tell you what. Um, That's why I don't like them Indian people on account of the whole thing under the hat, which you saw. I won't repeat it. I know what it looks like. But I would gussy gussy up ourselves for a bit of a fight because they know we're coming, and they seem kind of angry about it. But like I said, don't look out of place down there unless everybody's dead and pretending to be alive not that I know anything about that well I ain't got no quarrel with Indians several of them helped us whip up on them Yankees so they're fine in my book at least the ones I've met either that or they left us alone now as far as anything else I don't know what you heard where you've been hearing it or if you're just talking out of your ass but you better leave that stuff about banks right here on this trail here, right behind us. Gus is going to look towards the trail that they're leaving behind. All right, I guess so. Shameless takes some more of that paste. 
put up under his nose. We'll taste a little bit of it. <sighs> I think Gus will go back to slapping the reins and finishing off that chicken. Then uh, he'll offer it to the other two. If they don't take, he'll just throw the carcass out into the uh, into the field. Was it cooked or no? Oh yeah, it was cooked. Uh, Sal will pick at it a little bit. All right. Maybe Pepper too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she's up ahead, and he'll just yell, "Like, hey, Pepper, I got a got a bit of the roast chicken here. If you want to fall back a bit and have some, you're welcome to it. I'm I'm done. I just needed about uh, a drumstick and a breast. About half of it left, you know. Plus, they had the the gizzards. Them things was good eating. I'll tell you what, a little bit of salt and pepper. Not you, ma'am, but you get the meaning. The spice, not the spicy. Uh, it really, really uh, adds a, a depth of flavor that you don't expect. Pepper just kind of shakes her head and purses her lips. It's the smell for her. The smell of the death and the rot. Like she likes to be out in nature. It just reminds her of terrible terrible things you know not only the zombies but just death everything horrible in life smells like that she can't eat there's definitely not an appetite anywhere in sight Russell shrug right. well if you change your mind you let me know but we can always have a meal in Atchison when we get there or you can have a meal I'll be fine I'm fortified for the day I'll just find some nice fat back and later on and I'll just nosh on that when y'all wake up. So you guys are getting closer to uh, the town. You're probably just, you know, five miles away. Where do you think you're going to head to first? To the train station? Are you going to look for a hotel room? Or are you just going to start looking around for the vendors? What is, what's happening? I think... When they're five miles out, Gus is going to reach back for that whiskey bottle. And he's going to pop the cork on it. It's like a Kolsch bottle that you can just, you know, push the wire and the cork pops out and then mm-hmm. it stays connected to the bottle. He's going to drain that entire bottle. Just like chug it. And then toss the bottle off to the side. That's probably something I shouldn't have done, but I did it anyway. Listen. I'm going to go to the stale. I'm going to get this lot taken care of. Um, I suggest you all find yourselves, uh, maybe split up. Somebody find some lodging. Somebody check the train station. I'll be looking at this at the, the saddles of the horses, see if I can't uh, track anything down and uh, mayhap someone go talk to the sheriff and see if the bounty's been posted here yet. I'll work on getting this lodging. Ain't no sheriff gonna be serious with me. That's man's work. And she just kind of looks at Sal. Sal looks back up at Pepper, understanding the fact that he is young and will probably be immediately discounted as a man. Fine, I'll go find law enforcement. My favorite things. I think we're all in agreement there. 
Uh, let's convene. I think that's the right word. Let's convene outside the saloon in about an hour, unless we find something, in which case you get a hoot and a holler. And I ain't going to be moving from the stable too quick. I got to take some time. So I'll be at the stable if you find anything. Everybody knows where they're supposed to be going. I think we'll be all right. You're not. Just fire your gun in the air a couple times. We'll come ambling. Okay. Get closer. There you go, storyteller. That's the yeah. plan. Perfect. Split party, best party. Does Absolutely. that mean Pepper is going to the train station then? Yes. Pepper is going to do a nose around and end up at the train station. Okay. So, as you approach the city proper, it becomes a little more uh, traffic wise, there's a lot more. More carriages, wagons, horses, people walking. And so it's kind of your, your progress slows to a crawl. Um, as you uh, go in, you'll, Gus, you saw, and I'm sure you let them know. Uh, as you're going into the west is the train station. Uh, and the stable is relatively close to it. So you'd hit that first, then the train station. And then, you know, you've got the city area. So you can, um, you'd have to go in and find lodging and, and the sheriff station. Because you couldn't see that from where you. Uh, so Gus, do you just kind of drop them off at a crossroads and then go your way? Or what? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what will happen. Um, Gus will, will hit a crossroad that. Where if they turn, like, it, when he turns, he's going to be heading towards the train station the stable. Mm -hmm. um, and he will look back at the other two and say, um, uh, Seamus, I'll, I'll take your mule and get him stable, too. You don't have to worry about it. Um, Pepper and I'll head this direction. And uh, I'll take care of Miss Pepper's horse as well. We'll get all that squared away. But um, if you got your iron, keep it on your hip. Just saying. Don't leave it in the wagon. That's how it gets stolen. Right. Right. All right. I'll get it handled. And then Gus will head towards the stable. All right. So Sal and Seamus both got out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you guys get out, and you're going to just kind of stand there, kind of just take it all in. Pepper and Gus are going to head west. And like I said, it's not long before you see the, the stable. So Gus is going to turn off and I think we'll stay with Pepper. So Pepper, you're going to ride up. You'll see that the train station is pretty busy. There's uh, wagons being unloaded. There's crates, boxes, barrels. And they're all getting set up on the train platform and uh you don't see like people that are like dressed to travel you see men that look like they're dressed for work uh and as you get closer uh you'll see that the the train station you know has it's a a building that you can walk inside it's not like it's a kiosk or anything it's it's a building you can walk inside and that's where you would find 
uh, the train station uh, manager. I don't know if they have a specific name. The conductor's on the train. I don't know what they call the train station manager, but that guy. I think just the station manager. Okay, station manager. The boxes and crates and stuff that they're loading on, do they look like, they look more like construction type stuff or shipping type boxes than any kind of like luggage situation? It's There'll be a couple pieces of what looks like luggage, but a lot of it is uh, uh, like product stuff, food, material, things like that. What's like the feeling outside? Just normal bustling people? Are they working yeah. too hard? No, <laughs> they're hard working. Enough? No, they're they're just you know it's you know, approaching uh, dark. So it looks like they're trying to finish up quick so they can get done and get to the saloon. It's nearing the end of the day. So it, it looks like there's just a, a little bit of rushing on their end so they can uh, get done. But they they joke around. They, they talk to each other. You hear laughing. You hear banter. Yeah, they seem okay. Nothing seems out of the out of sorts. Just like an average day getting work done. Okay. Yep. So Pepper uh, walks into the station, and the first thing that I want to do is: is there a board that says, you know, when what is departing from here? Yeah, it'll say. Uh, uh, you'll see a board. It says it'll say the the train line, and it'll say when it pulls in and when it pulls out. It says that at 11 p.m. a train is going to pull in, and at 11:20 it's going to pull out, headed west to Santa Fe. Uh, does it say anything about this train now? Because this is way earlier than 11 p.m. That is the next train, but it doesn't there say like when this one this one is leaving. This there is no train currently. They are just loading up stuff on the platform. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. All right. Okay. So they're prepping to load this 11 p.m. train. Yep. Full of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do I see anybody like shady or anything hanging out inside? Make a notice. I mean, as far as shady. You'll see a, you know, like a couple people that look like they might be like pickpockets and maybe they're getting their spots ready. So as the passengers start to roll in, they can, you know, do a little business, make a little money, pick some pockets. Uh, but as far as the benders, you don't see any evidence of the benders. You don't see any harrowed. You don't smell any harrowed. Uh, it's no Just, one is bringing about the end of the world currently. No one, <laughs> nobody is bringing about there's no open pit to hell, nothing. All right, I want to walk up to the window. Okay. And I'm going to ask uh, for passage on the train for four. Okay. Uh, they'll He'll give you that in the next train. He's, he'll even say, you know, you're lucky. It's, it was about sold out. There's only a, a few seats left now after this, so you're lucky you got it, you know, with such short notice. I mean, he'll hand you your tickets, and you'll pay him his money. Okay, and I'll 
just wanna wanna ask if there's um was there by chance been like a fifteen year old say girl? It's my niece. I'm looking for her. She's about to make the worst decision of her life. She's going to marry this man, and it's not for the right reasons. Her parents asked me to bring her home. Just lying my ass off. <laughs> um, Is there a role for that? Persuasion? Because I'm trying to persuade yeah. him to tell me about this shit. Persuasion. Let's go with persuasion. You really like those fours and ones and ones and fours. I know. Can you shake the die for me, please? <laughs> you need a new set of dice. Um, perhaps an advent calendar. Uh, with that roll, um, he's going to kind of look at you and then he'll say, I haven't seen anybody like that, but I mean, that's a pretty common occurrence and not something I really look out for. But, uh, I, I mean, if if she's going to be on the train, she'll be here at the train station, you know, sometime an hour before. So I guess if you want to come back around 10 and and see if she shows up, you're more than welcome. Pepper just nods and turns away, walks out and just kind of sits on a bench watching the men work for a little bit. Okay, let's get back to... Gus at the stable. Gus is going to pull up with a cart, two horses, and a mule. Well, three horses and a mule, because he's also got peppers. And uh, he will get them all tied off so they don't run away, and then he'll amble into the stable looking for the stable master. And while he while he does so, he's he's checking out these stables. Like, it's you know, this is close to the the train station. Clearly, they've got a lot of horses getting boarded. He knows he's looking for horses. So he's going to kind of keep an eye out and take a sniff and see if there's anything off about any of the any of the uh, equines in here. Uh, you take a sniff. And the only rotting flesh in here is you. Uh, on that note, does Gus have an inkling that any other Manitou are nearby? I would say in a city this size, yes. Okay. You might feel the presence of one. But it doesn't feel right? It doesn't feel right, no. Okay. So he's he's kind of mentally noting that as uh, he ambles up to the stable master. Howdy. I'm doing all right. Just came in after a long couple of rides. Uh, gonna need to to put the three horses and a mule and a wagon up for probably about a week, maybe two. Um, let let's talk about about uh the stable and rates and such. Is anything valuable in the wagon? Well, it depends on what you call valuable. I I run a bit of a chuck wagon, you see, and I got some pots and pans and a 
got a bit of coffee back there, maybe some rice. And he'll start telling a story about how he had like a bag of rice, uh, which is the last bag of rice after he lost all his money in a card game. Um, and, and how he's, he's come to Atchison. He's, uh, he's got a daughter that's getting them train tickets and they're going to go find, uh, her sister who is, uh, going to get married soon. Got to get down there in time to Santa Fe. He's stone face as you go on your tangent. And then he says, rates higher if I got to put a stable boy to watch your stuff. So, anything let's, valuable? Let's just say you ain't going to have to worry about it. I ain't going to complain. Okay. And he'll look over at the horses and the mule and the wagon. A week? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Fifty cents. Fifty whole cents. What kind of an operation are you running here? Now that's ten bees. I could not do ten bees for an entire week. That sounds more like thirty-five cents, not fifty. Well, your negotiation. Do you have anything like that? Persuasion, negotiation. What do they have? A trade. Oh, that's a skill. That's a skill. Wow, the ones in fours. It's a skill I took, and I got a four on the wild die. <laughs> Which is a success. Um, I, I know I'm not going to pay 35 cents. Yeah. I know I'm not going to pay 50 cents. Meet in the middle, 43 cents. <laughs> I can come down to 45 cents. Well... I suppose you drive a hard bargain. It's, uh, that one right there, no point to Pepper's horse. He does like a little bit of extra oats once in a while, but uh, you drive a hard bargain. He'll spit in his hand and offer it. He'll shake it, and then he'll whistle, and two little boys run out, and they'll start tending to your horse, taking the saddle off, start washing them down, cleaning them up. Uh, so you had a lot of... A lot of people come in lately. Hmm. Eh, train's showing up tonight, so usually do have a few people coming in. Anybody come in the past day or two waiting for that train, maybe? I'm sure a lot of people have come in waiting for that train. Do you mean have they come into the stable? Yeah. Hmm. Had a guy come in, he sold me a couple horses, and he'll point over to some horses sold me a couple horses said him and his uh sister or something was gonna get on the train wanted to sell his horse and her horse since they wouldn't be coming back selling their horses ain't coming back and uh gus is gonna amble on over to those horses and take a look these two what did you give them for these two they didn't they look kind of scrawny don't they I'll say, eh, feed them. They'll fatten up. It's fine. They're they're sturdy horses. Yeah, I suppose they are at that. Uh, can I roll a notice roll? See if I can uh-huh. get anything off of these two horses. Maybe they got like pentacles carved pentacles in there. Carved into them. in their hooves. <laughs> their their ungodly I stamina. They branded speed. with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> branded. Mark of the beast branded on their asses. <laughs> 
So you're kind of doing a once over on the horses, picking up the hooves and looking it over and nothing's really like standing out. They look like they've been riding for a long time. Like it looks like they have been rode hard. Um, but you'll notice as you uh, turn away from the horses, the saddles that came on them, one of the saddles it looks like somebody has spent time just carving into the leather little signs and sigils. Signs and sigils look familiar at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, I thank you for your time and your business acumen. Oh, maybe see them too on the train. Who knows? Now you got my curiosity picket. I better go find my sister and find those two boys she got running around and get them all corralled up for this train ride. I bid you good day, sir. He'll tip his hat to you and then he'll turn around and start working. Yeah. So Chris will make sure he's got his uh, shotgun and he's got his pistol reloaded and he'll uh, amble towards the train station first. Okay. I assume you'll take anything out of that wagon that you need in order to fight the benders. That, that's just my uh, assumption. He, yes, he already has. Everything yeah. that is in the wagon is literally like cooking gear. And his assumption is either he's going to be dead mm-hmm. or he is going to be rich and he can buy more. Okay. Okay. It's not long before you make your way uh, to the train station. It only took you like maybe... 15 20 minutes to get through the whole uh stable thing uh so you walk toward the train station and you'll see pepper just sitting on a bench watching men work uh so gus is going to amble up towards pepper and he is positive that she is going to smell him before she sees him and he'll get to a respectful six foot distance or so and clear his throat well, she doesn't uh, even look. She just spits <laughs> at the other uh, side of her and looks at the men. It uh, turns out two of them are here. The Baroness and her brother, the Baronet, came in, sold some horses, found their saddle in the stable, carved with all them sigils we found on that wagon. Mm-hmm. Train comes in at 11. Station manager said. He says, be here at 10. That's how you see who's who and what's what. She spits again. What time is it now? It's... He can't read clock. He can't read. Um, you have about an hour and a half before it's 10 o'clock. Well, I suppose I should go find the two boys and get them over here. Ain't going to need no lodgings and such if uh, that train's coming in the next hour and a half. Got us some some tickets if we decide we want to ride that train. I think we do. If we don't catch them here at the station, it's going to be difficult to grab them if it's going to be busy as I think it is. Kind of don't want to leave my partner and she spits again 
I'll make sure he's getting an extra cup of oats. We'll be back within a week. If we catch him early and take what we need to, we can roll off the train and walk back up. Grab our stuff as easy as you please. There's a marshal's office here at Atchison. I think there might be. We can take care of the bounty right then and there. $10,000. $10,000. Enough to do anything you want. Could be Queen of America. Princess. And I could get me some silk shoes. Maybe get yourself a silk hat, too. I hear that's a thing. Pepper just reaches up and scratches under her fur hat in the, like, mess that her hair is. Just scratches at her scalp for a minute. Well, I hope you get them silk shoes as Princess of America. I'm going to go find them boys. You keep an eye out. You're a hell of a shot. I'm sure you'll get the one dome before it goes too long. Just make sure you aim for the woman first. That's the one we want. Sounds strange to say. I apologize, Miss Pepper. I don't mean to say that you should be targeting women and children, but... Equal opportunity, Mr. Gristle. Equal opportunities. That sounds like suffragette talk. I don't know how about to feel about that. And he'll turn and he'll walk towards, towards the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone too far, Pepper. Not too far. <laughs> you can't let far. them vote. <laughs> What's next? Equal pay? Oh my gosh. Maybe we should let hell come to the earth. Um, That's right. Pe- Pepper's Pepper's share is eighty-seven percent of, of <laughs> ten thousand. Well, honestly, each share is 12500 That's why I was like, why would um, she say ten? Because it's it, it's the woman's portion. Because <laughs> she can't count monies. <laughs> Neither can Gristle. Like, they're you a match made in hell. There you go. No. <laughs> All right, so you're going to turn and head off back into the town to find the other two. We're going to go yes. to Seamus, who was looking for lodging. Yeah, so Seamus uh, walks down the side of the street and it's all just slats of wood, just just boards to keep all the muck and the mud from where people sinking into all that morass. It's turned up by carriage wheels and hooves. His boots making a ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk from his short, kind of waddly steps. As he gets to the door of the saloon, you know, he's he starts to turn to the left to go inside. Something catches his eye. And it is about two blocks down and on the right, perfectly round white pillars, like Greek, Doric style, like, like had to be shipped in. Not the rough-hewn, squared-off logs that are in front of the other establishments. And he keeps walking. And he walks down. He stops directly in front of the building and turns 90 degrees to the right. And it was directly in front of the Atchison City Bank. With its nice, brand new, adorned pillars, glass windows, and pretty decent little throng of people for this town going in and out, conducting their business. And he just stares at it. 
until what snaps him out of it is a hum, and he looks down at his left arm, and there's a green glow coming out from his sleeve. He just grabs it and looks left and right furtively to see if anybody else noticed the unnatural emanation coming out. <sighs> he just shakes his arm a little bit and walks back to the saloon. Where? He will go inside and see what awaits him on the other side of the doors. Uh, the saloon is uh, very busy. It's uh, the evening right now. There are people eating dinner, drinking beer. There's a piano playing. There's showgirls up on a stage. They're having a grand old time. Seamus just takes, just stops in front of the doorway for a second, you know, blocking it with his wide body. Just closes his eyes and takes a breath. And as he rubs his face, he realizes he has that mint that's still there. He just quickly tries to wipe it, kind of smears it in his beard, and tries to get it out and rub it into his hands. What's the name of this establishment, by the way? <laughs> okay. Um, what a dick. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know what the old saloon was called. Was it called Bull Chip? Yeah. How, how about Little chip. Dutch? <laughs> little Dutch mm-hmm. Saloon. That... No, this is the nope. Bull Chip Saloon. This is the Bull Chip Saloon. There we go. And if it was the name of the other one, it's a franchise. It's listeners. a franchise. We've got that. All oh, right. Nice. <laughs> Look, this is the Wild West. They could have seen it and been like, you know what? That's a good name. And then stolen it. <laughs> yeah, that's where the word Bull Chip Stock came from. They were doing really well. And then they got vulgarized into blue. Anyway. Uh <laughs> So he'll 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 walk in, and uh, you know the noise and the, the sounds, the smells and the sights. It's enough to kind of distract and push down all that simmering anger that he's got for a moment. And he goes to the bar and wiles himself on top of a stool, so he can catch a bartender's eye. Okay. So Seamus enjoying civilization. Uh. Sits there. It's not long before the bartender comes along. He'll slap the towel over his shoulder, look at you, and say, what can I get you? Whiskey. He'll pull the bottle up, pour a little glass. There you go. He'll immediately shoot it back, and he'll look whiskey. Man will look a little confused, and he'll pour another glass. There you go. Seamus will take out a... uh... Appropriate amount of coinage for 1870 whiskey. Uh-huh. And, and about three to four times that and slap it on the counter. Slide it ever so slightly towards the, uh, the center line, bartender's general area. Uh-huh. Y'all got lodging? Got rooms upstairs, but they're usually rented by the hour. Uh, huh. Well, that might be interesting, but do you have anything or know where I can get a lodging for longer than that? Mm. Uh, you know where the bank is? Can't say I do. Ah, well, walk down the road until you see the bank. And then when you see the bank, look across the street and then go down two blocks and you'll see it. All right. Hmm. In between here and there, where's the nearest bath? Nah, they got a bathhouse there. They're pretty good. Margaret does a good job. She's got a good establishment. Alright. 
<sighs> I think I'm going to have one of those. And so Seamus is going to finish his whiskey. Get a bath. That's what we're going to do. We're going to kill some. I'm assuming we have time to kill between the, you know, the You've investigations. Got some time to kill. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to go. He's going to do that. He's going to go. Yeah. He's, 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 he's going to get it cleaned up there. Perfect. Wash some of that Shaman trail. Okay. So you head to the inn and you book two rooms and then you book a bath for yourself. Yeah. Okay. And that's where you are at a bathhouse at the inn. Uh, Sal. Mm-hmm. You went to the sheriff. Sheriff, the marshal, the the police in the city. Yep. You'll see him. Sheriff's office. Big gold letters on the window. Look through the window, see if there's anybody in there first before I bother going inside. There is a gentleman who is sitting at his desk, feet up on the desk, laying back in his chair. The hat is kind of over his face. And uh looks like he's sleeping. And if you kind of look a little closer, um, it looks like there might be somebody in one of the cells. You're not sure. There's an odd shadow back there. Uh, I will walk in, not attempting to be stealthy, but not exactly like making my presence known. Just, okay. you know, go inside, get a better look. This guy's sleeping, but is there anybody actually in here? Because it would be quite impressive if they had actually arrested our bounties and just had them in here, and all we had to do was break them out. <laughs> that That's easy. We already know where they are. <laughs> uh, when you go in, um, you're not trying to be stealthy, but you're not trying to make your presence known. Yeah, I'm not like okay. clearing my throat to get this guy's attention or stomping my feet or banging the door open so that it makes a lot of noise, mm-hmm. but I'm not also like creaking it open and slipping in okay just so you're a, just, just a dude doing a thing all right you're just doing a dude doing its thing all right so when you enter uh he kind of rustles a bit but he doesn't like remove the hat or anything he just sits there and uh as you move closer to the cells you'll see that there is one gentleman in there uh you'll see that he's got blood dripping from his corner of his mouth and uh, when he sees you he'll smile and he's missing a tooth doesn't match the description of any of the people we're looking for does he he does not okay i'll just give him the up nod of like sup and then uh look back over to where the the law enforcement yeah (laughs) he does he uh, is he like wearing a sheriff's badge because like he could be a deputy or could be a marshal or no, he's got sheriff's badge on his chest. Okay. Yeah, then I'll come back over to see what he's up to and give a little tap on his desk as I. Well, go. as you turn away, you'll hear pss, 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 from the cell. Turn back around to see what the, this criminal, supposed criminal, wants. He'll whisper, "Get the key! Get the key! Get the key!" What's she in for? Ah. Uh, some bullshit charge disturbing the peace some guy tried to rip me off so I hit him and then he hit me and he points to his face and somehow I ended up in here where's the other guy exactly they let him walk away this place is crooked people are corrupt who was he 
Who was he? It's just some guy I was trying to, you know, uh, just some guy I was just playing cards with, and he just ripped me off. The mention of playing cards, Sal perks up a little bit, like, oh. And he's just, you know, I saw him at the saloon, just a guy, a regular guy. Get his name? Nah, I don't care about their name. I just want their money. Kind of look around, check on the the sheriff to make sure he's not awake. Do I see where the keys are? Yeah, they're on a hook on the wall. Do I see this guy's personal effects in here? Uh, it looks like he had a holster with a gun. It's sitting on a table. Um, but he didn't like have much of anything else to take. They just took his gun. Okay, so it wasn't like uh, I'll I'll go inspect his gun to see whether or not it looks any kind of fancy or mm-hmm. expensive. Just trying to get a read on this guy. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't look uh fancy. It looks like a really old gun. Like it could have been his dad's gun. Uh, and it just got passed down to him. The holster is pretty worn, damaged. Uh, six bullets in it? Yeah. Any idea where this guy is staying? Because if he's got your money, you know, I'd hate to see you go back and try to find him. I don't know where he's staying. He might be a local. He could have a house here. I don't know. He could be out on the range. I don't know. He's just a guy. So if you're saying he might be a local, that means you're probably not a local then, right? Nah, it's just rolling through. Uh, I'm going to come up to the uh, the bars. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I've missed my my manners here. And I extend a hand to shake his hand uh, and introduce myself as uh, Roxwell, Sal Roxwell. He'll shake your hand and he'll say, Benji. Benji. Just Benji. Does that name mean anything to me? No. Okay. Wasn't sure if that was a, a member of the family or anything. Mm-mm. Well, I tell you what, Benji. Let's uh, let's see what ways the winds blow on uh, this fateful day of travel. Uh, I am going to tip my hat to him, and I'm going to turn and begin to leave. He's like, hey, you're just going to leave me here? Is he loud or is he still kind of hushed? It's a loud whisper. It's a loud whisper. Yeah. Uh, I'll just put my fingers to my lips in like a shushing. So I think uh, as Sal is walking to the door is when Gus is going to throw open the door, stomping in. Saying, hey, Sheriff, I think you might have seen... Oh, there you are, Sal. I was coming to find you. Come on, we ain't going to need that, uh, that, that, that hotel room after all. A very startled Sheriff, whose boots quickly fly to the floor, and his hat is off his head, and he is standing with guns drawn. What the hell are you doing in here? Well, we came to ask about the the bounty board on account I can't read it. Uh, Can you tell me what is currently uh, outstanding? Keep the guns on you, but look up and then look back and kind of do it real quick and say, 
Horse thieves, cattle rustlers. Usual. Ain't nothing about no benders? No, I don't know no benders. Well, it looks like we'll have to range a bit further. All right. Thank you for your time, Sheriff. And uh, he'll tip his hat to the schmo in the jail cell. <laughs> Make better choices next time, Sonny. I ought to start driving wagons. <laughs> and he's going to turn around and stomp out. Sal, what do you do? Well, you know, turn to the the guy, tip my hand, like, sorry, friend, looks like your winds of fate are blowing the wrong way. And uh, I'll I'll start to leave if the uh, if the sheriff doesn't do anything to stop us. He doesn't do anything to stop you. Once you guys leave peacefully, he's fine. It's gonna take him a while to get back to sleep, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was totally not gonna go invisible and give him the keys invisibly, so that it wasn't me that did it. <laughs> but now... I know I prevented you from doing something illegal. Ooh. Uh. Like. You eat people, so. Look, she was already dead. In fact, she was undead. And there was a hole in the sheet, so not even God saw it. There was a hole in the sheet. I don't think I want to ask for an explanation. (laughs) Okay, then. So as we get outside, where are we going? What's going on? Uh, So... I was at the stable, and I was stabling the horses and the mules, and I negotiated, and it's 43 cents for a week, or 45 cents for a week. It's fine. But then he happened to mention that he just bought two horses off of a brother or sister that came in a few days before. Now, I looked at the, the, the saddles. Turns out the saddles got them same markings that the wagon did. So two of our benders is here, and one of them's the one we're looking for. What getting married to the Prince of Darkness? Or maybe it's the King of Darkness. I'll have to ask about that later. But they're here. Now the train is going to leave in about an hour at 11 o'clock. So we got to go find Seamus and make our way back to the train station where Pepper's. Uh, Watching for our benders. You know anybody by the name of Benji? Do I know anybody by the name of Benji? I know a lot of people. No, you don't. Well, I don't know about a man named Benji, but there was a dog once. It was a smart little boy. His name was Benji. He had a lot of adventures, like digging holes. In fact, one time he managed to dig a hole through a, through a collapsed mine entrance that his uh, young boy master had gone into looking for, for gold and such. And he's going to tell the story about Benji the hero dog all the way towards the... Uh, the local uh, hotel establishments. Okay. It'll take you guys a while because you don't really know where it is. And it's a bigger town. It's not just two streets. So uh, it takes you a little while. So you can tell that nice long story just fine. And as it wraps up, you will be standing outside of the inn. And uh, you don't see Seamus outside the inn. We can see the bank from here, though, yeah? That's on the corner. Yeah. Two blocks up. You passed it on the way here. Did we see Seamus by the bank? No. 
Okay. Uh, Gus is going to look up the uh, the sign of the establishment. Well, this is where you're supposed. To... Yeah, this is where you're supposed to go. And I'll be honest, I probably shouldn't go in there on account I'm looking kind of scraggly. How about you peek in and see if anybody matching our friend's description is there? See, I could do that at the sheriff's office because he's seen a lot of stuff. Except he probably has it on account that he was sleeping when I walked in. All right, that, fine. That dog Benji, though, he wouldn't have been caught. I leave him. immediately. <laughs> I, I head inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As you enter, the little bell chimes on the door, and uh, a woman greets you, and uh, starts to give her pleasantries when you hear a very familiar laugh coming out of one of the rooms in the back. Zero in on the... Um, well, she'll kind of stop you like, well, excuse me, sir. You can't just walk back there. Did it sound like Seamus or did it sound like somebody else? Sound like Seamus. Uh, I'm just here to collect my friend. We've got a, a powerful need to be ready to leave soon. Oh, the friend that just came in and paid for the rooms and, and the bath? Well, he made it sound like y'all were going to be staying for the night. He's got a bath back there? Well, yes, honey. We run a bathhouse here. Life on the trail's dirty. Yeah, one sec. I'll poke my head back out the door to, to Gus. You should go find Pepper. Uh, I got to get him. It's going to take a second. Well... You can get him. We're going to be over at the train station for the train that's going to be leaving soon. How soon did you say it was going to be leaving? The train leaves. It comes in at 11, leaves at 20 after 11. And he points at, like, the clock tower uh, nearby. Whenever that thing hits 11, I don't know. I can't read it. But it's soon. All right. There. Just remember, what would Benji do? And he's going to amble back towards the train station. Uh, and then I'll come back inside, and I will make to go get a bath as well. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you, Not you, you. It's very important about these baths. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking just like? wooden tub on the floor that you know some some serving wench comes and fills full nope. of water we're what's the displacement the... of that tub shut up we're <laughs> talking about the big copper tubs filled with nice warm soapy water oh. fireplace in the room so it's nice and warm so you can chill important question how many copper tubs are back here uh as you walk in uh you know what Seamus, I think you should field this question. Can you tell us what this room looks like and how it currently looks? Yeah, sure. As 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 the doors open, uh, the the noise and the, the the boisterous laughter of Seamus is echoing off the walls as he's surrounded by about half a dozen women, uh, scantily clad. Basically, boobs are everywhere. Titties are out. Titties are happening. And uh, about half of them are just are, are given Seamus like with like a very big like horse level brushes like washed him in the tub as he's laughing and and uh, a soapy hand rises out and and wipes on the side of his face as he looks up at one and reaches down as his hand tries to find a two thirds empty whiskey bottle. 
at this moment he is looking up having a good time and he just he looks and sees Sal and just frowns. Uh, what what are you doing here? Sal starts to get undressed. Uh now is the important question of how many tubs are in here. <laughs> Seamus, how many tubs are in the room? Uh let's let's go with two. There are two tubs in this room. Two tubs. Uh Sal heads over to the second tub. Uh, hey, it, it takes two to tango. That I don't know what it means. Get the fuck out. I'm trying to enjoy myself. And you're it, killing me. You're harsh. Isn't, isn't he harsh in the mood, honeys? And they'll giggle and laugh. And Oh, he let him stay. He's so cute. <sighs> Hell, why do you want a cute one for? And then Seamus will like slowly exhale as he submerges in the pool. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> From the out for you know, bubbling up in the water, and he comes back up and wipes down his beard and brushes back his hair. He goes, ah, Damn it, starts pounding his head to get the water back out of his ears. That just makes the fucking ringing worse. Ah, he tries to dislodge the water from his ears and takes another swig. I don't know why, why you want to come back here. I'm just perched in this bottle drinking from the tub, and you know. I just you want to be a bus like why? Because uh, we've been on the road, and our bath sounds mighty good, and we don't have anywhere to be until eleven o'clock. What a concise and accurate answer! You may sit. Uh, I give a flourish and a bow and say, "Why, thank you, sir, Lord of the Bath." Hi, this is capital. So as you start to disrobe, the, one of the young women goes, gets a big pail of water and starts filling the tub for you. And uh, she'll ask if you want anything to drink. Uh, yeah, like no, he's always, always down for whiskey and whatever. And so she'll bring a bottle and uh, she'll ask you to, you know, hop in the, the tub and you begin to feel her hands uh, bringing uh water up with a sponge to wash your body, your chest, your shoulders. Um, she'll start to, you know, like pull water and like squish it over your hair and start washing your hair. So it feels really nice to have somebody, you know, just massaging away the trail. Yep. 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 Just like my mama never did for me. Mm-hmm. Just two men sitting in the tub together. There's Not two tubs. The, it's there's fine. There's two tubs. There's two tubs. <laughs> they are they're like an arm distance apart. <laughs> I, I think they're an arm distance apart. Like you can touch hands if you if you yes, really you want to. Yes, you guys can touch fingertips. <laughs> there's Just one the table in the middle of them where they got like their hats, their guns. Uh, uh, that's where they rest the bottles if they're not floating in the tub, which is real dangerous because it's glass. Uh huh. I guess you got. Uh, this lodging is down by the bank. I just ain't gone and got it yet, but it's there. Well, it's, it's a good thing you didn't, because we're leaving you're, soon. We don't. You're at the inn. The lodging's right there. He's also most of the way through that bottle of whiskey. I yeah, know. He's yeah. So drunk. Time and place have ceased to be. I just, yeah. I just want to make sure Bamps knows where he's at, because yeah. that is not where you're at. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, I found you know those banks always have the pillars. They got they got to ship them in. You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. 
architectural notice. Anyway, y'all get the back. It's not going to get itself. He's going to roll <laughs> over almost manatee like. <laughs> I just imagine now this dad bod just flopping around yeah. there. Just imagine a hairy hot dog rolling over in a <laughs> pool of water. Well, I wasn't hungry before, but I'm definitely not now. <laughs> Uh, the hot they, dog roller was invented. <laughs> they they oblige. They they start rubbing your backside too, and um, again more giggling, lots of hands, and and uh oh, but Sal, there's actually now four hands on you. I mean, as long as they're washing, that's fine. Yeah, I'm very I'm watching. very dirty. So okay. you said we don't we don't need it we don't need the lodging right so it's good yeah we're fine see that's I knew he taps his forehead see mm-hmm. tap 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 the whole time so I I have a question uh as you are in the bath and presumably completely naked uh how is your your robo arm hanging out is that still attached or is that Something that's sitting in the room. Like, what's what's the story there? No, he'll 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 lift it up for a little, little second. Oh, this is just you mean my very normal and otherwise mundane prosthesis. He'll let it sink back below. Blah, 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 blah. Many, I'm sure these fine ladies have seen many valiant heroes of war would have been injured. You know, you know where I'm from. The 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 government's biggest expenditure after the war was on prosthesis. A lot of it from the artillery, people like me were launched in there. Anything else? Qual es tu pregunta? In Spanish. Uh, that was more me asking than Sal asking. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn in character role play. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but I think they just enjoy being clean now. Or getting clean. And getting shit-faced. Yes, you guys are drinking. You're relaxing. It's very comfortable. And time rolls by. Make notice rolls. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Is that with, with, with straight dice? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I got day. a five and a three. You can use Oops. curvy dice. <laughs> No way! Unbelievable! <laughs> you can't be drunk oh and that observant. <laughs> Locked in crab. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Wait a minute! I don't recognize them titties. Something's afoot. <laughs> God. Um. So as you guys are are uh laying there and or you know sitting in your tub, feeling nice and relaxed, eyes closed. Uh, Seamus, it's, uh, like something just ticks in your brain, your eyes just wide open, and you sit up in the tub, and you just say, 11 o'clock. <sighs> 11 o'clock, and he reaches for, uh, his pistol across his body as he rolls over, water splashing everywhere, and they, uh, presumably jump back, and he, and one meaty arm grabs for his, uh, his lamat. As something occurs, presumably. I hope we haven't overestimated the threat. If this is like a, a very aggressive bunny or some shit. Well, fuck that bunny. 
I think it was more so one of you at least noticed. I mean, one of you really noticed, oh, shit, 11 o'clock. It's it's almost 11 o'clock. Oh, I thought it was like no. 12 o'clock on your six type of no. thing. No, 11 o'clock. No, we, we got to go. We got oh. to go. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Recon. No, it's fine. You're up. You got your stuff. You're gone. Oh, he he'll yeah. As, as Seamus is rolling over, his his face lines up with his belongings on the table, and there is the watch that's open. And he as he ponders it, it's like it's eleven o'clock. <sighs> Starts moving and gyrating to get his get himself propped back up. Water splashes everywhere, and he pries himself out of the tub, naked as a jaybird. Hand me hand me a towel. Uh, Sal jumps out, also naked. We don't have time for a towel. Let's go. He just grabs his clothes and starts, uh, <laughs> you know, running and putting Dressing, one leg through the. Seamus yeah. <laughs> will put on boots and a cowboy hat and grab everything else and, and start. <laughs> <laughs> and he's putting it on and says, he's going to come out in the middle of this place naked as shit, just jaybird. And uh, but he's gonna put it on as he's stumbling, which makes it actually harder and slower than if he would just taking a minute to do this. And uh, you know, put, puts it on, and then like water is like pouring off the clothes; it's like soaked. And uh, he'll he'll get the last bit on and like, hopping as his as as he's pulling his pants up and cinching them to get out the door behind Zell. Okay. Uh, and when you guys exit, you hear the train whistle, so you Leo. know. You gotta get going. Pepper and Gus, you're at the train station. People are starting to come in at 10 o'clock, and, and it just gets fuller and fuller. There's just lots of people. And you're trying to look and and see if you recognize anybody, but it's you don't. It's just so many people. They're in the station. They're out on the platform. They're around the the station there just a lot of people for this train that's rolling in uh but you also notice uh you are still lacking a sal in a seamus uh and as the time ticks away and it gets closer to 11 uh they still have not arrived well maybe they got held up by something but there's a lot of people here miss pepper i think we're gonna have to get on that train and look car by car in order to find these two i don't think we're gonna have the good fortune to find them in this whole this whole bunch of people at least on on the good side everybody here smells so much they probably won't smell me coming the front or the back Start at the back and work our way forward, I say. Nah, we split up. You take the front, I'll take the back. Or do you think they'll let me in the front? And then we meet in the middle like a sandwich. Well, a sandwich does sound pretty good. All right, Miss Pepper, I think you got a good thing going there. You start at the caboose, I'll start at the locomotive, and we'll meet in the middle probably a... Uh, you know what? It probably is the sandwich car, so that's kind of poetic. Yeehaw. And Sam and <laughs> Sandwich and Pepper heads towards the back of the train and tries to get a seat as far back as she can. She wants to wait till everybody kind of loads on past her before she starts investigating. Okay. So um you're going to approach the 
last car of the train, the last passenger car of the train, because the, the cargo cars are back there. Uh, and you're going to, you know, you're, there's a line to board, obviously. So you're just going to wait and then board. And then once everyone's boarded, you'll then start start looking at people and moving through the carts, right? Correct. Okay. And Gus, you're doing the same thing, but from the front. That's right. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, it's getting close to 11 o'clock. The train whistle uh, blows. It starts to uh, roll in. It stops. And that's when a, a mass of humanity just crushes to the train. Uh, so, like I said, you'll be waiting in a bit of a line to get on the train. Uh, Seamus and Sal, this is when you show up. You show up to a train station with bustling with activity. The train just stopped. People are starting to be loaded in. Workmen are loading in uh, boxes, cargo, and that is what you see. You do not notice Gus or Pepper. There's just too many people here to be able to spot them. I mean... That's fine. I don't intend to try and spot them. Mm-hmm. Seamus will just look left and right. And he's just trying to take it all in, figure it out, and realizes he can't. Shit. And uh, so just wait, does Seamus have a train ticket? Uh, we no. haven't met up with them to get train tickets, but when has that ever stopped no. us from? <laughs> yeah. Would it, would it be an appropriate time to get a train ticket, or is it leaving? No, it doesn't leave yet. Uh, oh. You can try to get a train ticket. But I'll tell you now, it was nearly sold out when she bought the tickets. So the chances of you being able to buy a ticket probably are nil. You need to find your companions. Yeah, well, he, he'll probably try first. So yeah, so Seamus okay. will go over to the uh, the ticket booth. Need a ticket. Two, two tickets. Next train's in two weeks. The hell does that mean? There's a train right there. That train sold out. All the seats were taken. He'll slam his fist in on the countertop as it rattles the windows. Damn it! Why the fuck are you even here? It's a whole job. He just walks away without waiting for a response, and he uh, goes to Sal. He sold out of tickets. We gotta get on that fucking train. So. Sal's gonna like look at the train, look at the mess of people, look at where they're loading things up, and look back at Seamus and is like, "Fuck! All right, come on, let's go." And I'm gonna start leading him over towards trying to get close to the train itself rather than uh, through the mess of people. All right, you're supposed to be a slick fellow, right? Get us on there. Uh, is there any? struggle getting close to the train i mean like the the mass of people as the people file in you can get closer and closer until you can end up boarding all right let me ask you this mm-hmm. can i get within 24 yards or so of of this train yes you are well within 24 yards of the train okay <clears throat> so i'll take Seamus. Kind of take him into a place that's a little, a little out of the way where people aren't paying attention. Look around. All right, Shamus, I need you to close your eyes. Hey, what the hell for? You want to get on that train or not? 
yeah, I want to get on the train. And I close my eyes and get on the fucking train? Yeah. You're not allowed to ask questions, though. Alright. And if I open them up, and you ain't here, I won't be asking any questions. And he'll close his eyes. Uh, Sal will reach out with one hand and place it upon Seamus. I couldn't remember his fucking name. His shoulder. On the other hand, he's going to produce a, a small hand of cards. And I'm going to cast a spell. What spell you casted? Teleport. Ooh. All right. Uh, which, as I can't... Oh, no, that's the wrong PDF. Hold on. Teleporting to an unseen location occurs a negative two penalty on the skill roll. Um, can I see... Is there like a window or anything open where I could see into the... Freight area. That's the word. It's freight when it's on the train. Well, you guys went past the freight as you walked to the station. You went past those tra- those cars. So you saw inside them. So you know what it looks like. Cool. Uh, huh. Huh. Let me double check that that doesn't need any other fancy modifiers on it. Um, let me know if you're going to use a Benny to reroll. Uh, that is just a success. So that's all okay. that I need. All right, I'm just making sure. That's all. All right, because you said it was a minus two, and I. Uh, sure you that is, that if in. I couldn't see it. Oh, okay. All right, got it. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So there is the ruffling sound of somebody shuffling a deck of cards, Seamus, and then a momentary disorientation, and then Sal takes his hand off your shoulder and says, "Come on." Uh, hell. <sighs> I guess I ain't the only one with some tricks up their sleeve. I don't know what you're talking about. I bet. He'll follow. Okay. Uh, So you guys are now in one of the cargo cars? Yeah. Gus, you've made your way into the train uh, car at the front. Um, Yeah, you, you made your way. You got a seat. You're good to go. Pepper... Can you please make a notice roll? Perfect. Glorious. As you step to get on the train, out of the corner of your eye, you think you see Kate Bender getting on the train as well. Uh, But when you turn to look, you don't see it anymore. You don't see that person. You don't know which car. Nothing. But you think you saw her. Must just be on edge. I'm going to keep my (laughs) eyes way more open. (laughs) And I think we'll stop there. Thus concludes this episode of Deadlands, The Bloody Benders. This game references the Savage Worlds game system, available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos, and trademarks are copyrights of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Better you than me? (laughs) 
It is uh, the 8th of November, 2023. I, I guess I figured since I got the boys and I was going to do the recap. Uh, hey, absolutely. Yeah. Look at me being progressive or whatever. I know. Is this, is this a new trend? Is BAMPS turning over a new leaf? Uh, no. No, no. That, is, that is not what is happening. Okay. All right. Well, listeners, we tried. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up, kids. Um, cool. You didn't say you didn't do the date thing, or he did the date thing, but we interrupted him before we, we interrupted, interrupted it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we interrupted. He was in the middle of it, and he, we interrupted. Right. For for Jupe's clarity, today is November eighth, and has been all day. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, everybody, this is deadlines. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they would have figured that out because, like, you would have had the label for the. Uh, I hope you guys edit this stuff out. But sometimes, oh God, no! I move this to the end. Everybody, I I cut very little when I edit. <laughs> this is what we would call outtakes or B reel, I believe, in the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is B. This is B roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we are playing Deadlands, which is why this feels weird to to. Rend narrative control from you right at the beginning. Hmm. Um, hold on. One more second. This is what we call in the industry a pregnant pause. <laughs> well, I'm, I am not that father, so. <laughs> cool. Um, there it is. Uh, so I think we're following this this barefoot Contessa. Apologies to the barefoot Contessa, but I'm going with it. And the parents went the other direction. Because Seamus is asking questions in the chat. Yeah, I was, I was distracted. Sorry. It, was, it was like, can you shoot the steeple? I'm like, can I shoot the steeple? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Can I shoot the steeple? <laughs> well, if you point up at just the right angle, <laughs> yeah. but not the wrong angle, because if you go too far, it's just going to go straight up. You know what comes up must come down, and that would be a bad thing for all of us. Because it's 10.30. Tune Don't. in next time for the thrilling conclusion to the Bloody Benders. <laughs> Is it the conclusion? Uh, never. The thrilling continuation. <laughs> Forever. There we go. I mean, it might. It, it might be. It, it might. I think it should only last one more, but it, you guys will tend to drag things. Not drag yeah, you. It, de- but, it oh, depends uh, on whether or not we're going to have to take another bath. <laughs> I love yep. it. Ridiculous. So happy he did that. So happy. I was like, oh, this is great. They're going to be late. <laughs> But all right, we can get rid of the boys.